Guru Nation, welcome to episode 498 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I interview Daniel Nadal. This is part two of our interview. So two uh, episodes ago on episode 496 actually was the introduction part one, but we had so much to discuss with Daniel. This is the part two. He's an SMO owner, uh, next phase research. He also has another firm called ClinSearch where he does a lot of biobanking and biological samples. So he's a perfect example of somebody who started out you know, from the bottom, literally in the industry, which most of us start out from. And this is why it's inspiring how he's gone on to create multiple companies and become very successful. So links to his LinkedIn in the show notes. He's definitely somebody to get to know. Also in the show notes, my Patreon channel, only five bucks a month, monthly mastermind, weekly videos on how to increase your opportunities and things like that. So check that out, patreon.com slash Also check out links to the CRA and CRC academies. We are always enrolling. And uh, if you need more studies for your site, text me, 949-415-656. We have a very uh, affordable plan for sites looking to get studies. And we offer a whole bunch of other stuff too for the same price. So check that out. Enjoy the episode. Thank you very much. Talk to you later. Hello, Guru Nation. Welcome back for part two with Daniel Nadal. Daniel is from Miami, Florida. He actually has two companies. One is called ClinSearch and the other one is Next Phase Research. So SMO and a service provider in the industry. Daniel, we did an interview last week, shattered records uh, on his story. People were commenting, very inspirational. Uh, I really enjoyed this interview. I love Daniel's personality. I thought they were talking about me because I'm Dan too, but no, they're talking about your personality, Daniel. So I had to bring you back on for part two because we didn't focus enough on your companies and what they actually do. We know we spent the whole time on your background, which was great. I'm glad we did that because people liked it, right? It's uh, inspiration sells more, but let's it's a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, but let's get practical with this one. Let's start with ClinSearch. What does ClinSearch do? You've had it from July 2012 until present. So can you give us like a little info on what ClinSearch actually does? Yeah, I mean, uh, originally back in 2012, I, I think we kind of harped on it on the original story. I originally started off as a brokering company. So I tried to do the whole brokering, you know, hmm. it didn't work out, you know, because listening. Yeah. Um, well, what ends up happening is that, you know, it, it's easy to keep track of local clients, you know, the ones that you're in constant contact with, but too many, too many sites, other states, it was hard to keep track of who really ended up getting what trial or didn't. And then what do they end up doing? Well, you know, you'd end up having two sites. I'm like, oh, wow, I met this one. Who knows you and that one? And you're kind of the last one to know they got the trial. So it, it didn't take long to figure out that that wasn't really the niche for me. So then we got more into consulting. Uh, you know, I mean, I had had my own site. Oh, I think we hashed all that uh, last last time we spoke. So yeah. I had I had been on the site side. Um, I tried the brokering side. Consulting was was a kind of like an in between. You know, um, I, I think we had spoken earlier that my family they've been in medicine for many years. So one of the advantages that I had was I had access to doctors' offices. You know, not just small doctors' offices, but rather large practices but you chris know so chris, chris wants to jump the gun you know we sure. like to let stories to fellow but chris 
He's already on you it. Covered this in your last it's it's only been one minute, but Chris is like, what do you mean he owns the SMO and he's already uh, studied broker? How is he doing both? But maybe we start with that. Well, remember, remember that, that, that that's how it started, Clint Search. Yeah, that's how it started. But honestly, the brokering thing just wasn't working out. You know, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, okay, I'm getting paid by two two clients out of maybe five that actually got into a trial, you know? Um, so I kind of left that and I got more into the consulting side. Um, the consulting, I learned a lot of tricks of the trade. You know, it was a lot of, I'm, I'm still learning things today. You know, things are constantly changing. Everything that was right a year ago, today you got to do it different due to COVID or, what, or whatnot. You know, that, client for you on the consulting on the cleanser side, like we work more with managed care providers. It, it, it's really how we started. Yeah. So a lot of these groups, yeah, a, a lot of these groups could have five, six clinics. One of our clients it has probably hundreds of clinics, but we don't open one in every individual site. You know, because I mean, at the end of the day, if you have transport buses and you have a lot of faculties available to you that you know a mom and pop research site won't have well you're able to do things that let you know for instance we'll just open up a central location okay this one's in between all your pcp locations because mind you some of these groups have 30 doctors some have three doctors you know they they vary in size um i'm not familiar with msos chris says some have one hey there you go chris. exactly no definitely one definitely. doctor one rn that's it that's really all you need. I mean, to be honest, I do work with, we do have a client that's like that as well. His coordinator slash sub-investigator, basically a two-man show. You know, the nurse practitioner, she's she's a rock star. I don't know how she does it. Um, and still has hair and, you know, and still, and still manages to look young, you know. But they're basically a, a, a two-man show with a lot of volume. You know, they hire pretty young staff. We're kind of uh, I was having this conversation today with one of the people that works for me. I call her a Swiss Army machete. In a way, that's kind of what our Army company machete. is. Yeah, because, you know, Swiss Army knives just aren't cool enough, you know, so I have to give it that extra oomph. So, you know, I mean, long story short, different clients are going to need different things. As an SMO, you're going to have one client that's going to have a million patients and they're only going to need you for the clinical research aspect of things. You know, you're going to have others that might have some clinical research knowledge, but, and they just opened up one of these clinics. Maybe they have three or four yeah, locations, but they don't really know how to get the wheels kind of moving. So at the end of the day, you're kind of, a, we're a jack of all trades at the end of the day. I'm sure within your sites in one site, you're kind of like a father and the other side, you're kind of like, yeah, I go in, like you guys are monitoring right now. I mean, we you know? something too. like we have clients that pay us like a flat fee. We talked about it last time, you know, it's like pretty affordable um, for the, client it's like 12 uh, 1300 bucks a month and we do the biz dev and all the stuff so it's, it's kind of similar to what you do but you take a more uh, like active uh, involvement exactly. as far as run the business um more of like the smo model how does that work exactly like business wise um are you happy with that model uh what is good and bad about it i guess to be honest, I mean, the, the bad thing is always, you know, to expand, you're always going to have to take risk. And, you know, and sometimes the risk bites you in the, you know what, <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, I, I, I would say that's probably the biggest warning, you know, like, like, don't bite off more than you could chew. We kind of got stuck into a situation like that. You know, it's an offsite, it's a far offsite, COVID happened, so we couldn't really go as often as we'd like to. So, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Hey, we, we have tragedies 
you know, annually, you know, the things we would have done differently. Um, you know, obviously things change, you know, as the business grows um, around us. So obviously what was a great deal for you 10 years ago or five years ago, now you're kind of like, man, if I would have, you know, thought of it this way, um, you know, obviously things would, would run smoother, you know, the, depending on the kind of clientele you work with as well. Since we work with a lot of managed care providers, there's lots of, um, there's a lot of competition amongst them, you know, because at the end of the day, remember that, yeah, the, the, basically care, they make money. there because more, more doctors are turning into managed care, like more doctor's offices are. We're here actually yeah. at doctor's office, Dr. Al Jazeerly. He's one of the last of a dying breed. Standalones. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's special. Chris, it's special when you get those doctors. Uh, Chris yeah. agreeing with me uh, 100%. Anything else you want to ask, Daniel? Well, Chris, to be honest, I love those doctors too, because to be honest, it's it's one office, one it's one person to speak to, as opposed to when you work with a group and you got to talk to the the man the data manager for a list and you know, so it's got its pluses and, and, and negatives, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so Daniel, as far as so like can you give us, I guess, uh how do you differentiate between clean search, like when you come across business development and business opportunity how do you differentiate between okay this is going to be a client or a business clean search and next phase. Clean search and then this one's going to be for next phase well remember that 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 the brokering thing was at the beginning and the consulting since then we've shifted more to a biobanking type uh, of company so we're doing pre-clinical on the clean search side and then next phase is handling the you know the clinical typical phase one through four fun things that we do but but with clinsters we're focusing more on the preclinical aspect of things oh with the preclinical yeah exactly exactly so, w w w the biobanking is basically preclinical so people buy they could buy tissue samples that are oncology samples they could buy blood samples saliva you name it there's a sample for it <laughs> i know we talked a little bit about it last time but can you kind of give us like um overview of that business model of biobanking and things like this because a lot of people myself yeah. don't know much about it yeah i mean basically how it works is basically the, the same way that you have cro's on the clinical trial aspect of things you have cro's on the preclinical. now the cro's they kind of function a little bit different Charles River whereas the CRO, like the biggest it's one. almost like a it's almost like a broker so basically we work with universities we work with different types of companies that want to buy these you know, like I said, whether it's tissue samples, stool samples, you name it, there's a sample. Um, but, but basically what they do is they find uh, umbrellas, let's call them. You know what I mean? Like basically networks that already work with physicians at that capacity. So let's say a company like Cineus or Icon, you know, it could be any company. Right. If you notice, one of these companies are getting into that aspect of the, of the game, you know, which I'm kind of surprised it took them that long to get involved in the preclinical and the trials are... A lot easier, yet very similar. <laughs> I see. So, like the biggest market leader in that in the preclinical space is uh, Charles River Lab, right? And, like they're the biggest. Yeah, yeah, they're one. But I mean, there's a bunch of smaller companies. Uh, uh, I specimen does it. There, there's a billion little companies that that, that buy samples. Even Catalan, they're, they're kind of eBay-ish. Hasn't cool. Catalan gotten into this business too? To be honest, I'm not even sure. Because remember, I, I kind of work with, with certain clients. So outside of that, yeah, I mean, if they follow my lab, great. But I see. Uh, yeah. okay, so the bio. Even Icon's getting into it. 
You, everyone is right. Like, so it makes sense. Yeah. The clean search you're doing like more of the preclinical now. The brokering thing yeah. doesn't really work out too well, or it worked out, but you exactly. didn't manage it properly, and it requires a lot of trust and hands-on and exactly like that. So you have the preclinical with the biobanking, which is something very interesting, Chris. Actually, uh, because Daniel's positioned himself to be to get access to the sponsors in the preclinical phase, and then by the time they need you know, phase one, two, three, they already know him and they know next phase. I imagine that the business is To be honest, I, I wish it would kind of work that directly. I mean, it doesn't really always work though. And remember that a lot of times by the time they're in the microbiology lab, it's little companies you've never heard of. They're like, who are you? You know, like, honestly, it's a little hole in the wall and you're like, wow, yeah. like this is actually so. And a lot of times that's the AstraZeneca or the bigger fish will come in later and be like, hey, we got the money to push you to the next level. Hey, we'll, we'll buy you. You know, so a lot of times it's actually a lot of smaller companies, but Charles River is probably the the biggest name out there. CRO wise, right? The exactly, exactly. Do you know but, but, but I think they focus on oncology, don't they? That from what I understand, Charles River is focused on like all like all things preclinical. From what I understand. Nice. I've actually gotta analyze the stock uh because I started doing stocks on the videos. So I need to nice. like, analyze that stock to like so I'll learn a little bit more about Charles River because um, us Perfect. in the clinical, you know, we don't really deal with Charles River uh, labs. I mean, we deal with CNEOs, PPD, Akivia, all that. Exactly. Kind of yeah, stuff. the big names, PPD. Yeah, just like you. <laughs> to be honest, with, uh, it was happening. With the next phase, you know, it's the same same yeah. sponsors. Well, next phase, see, next phase is, is more of the SMO, and that's the reason why we don't do the brokering because if we got the trials and we can find, you know, Again, right now we're focused in the South Florida and Tampa markets. We're in Las Vegas. So we're kind of, Las Vegas is our next push forward. You know, Tampa's pretty much, it, it's set, you know, so we're why, not really. Why did you choose Vegas, like, uh, after Florida? To be honest, they have, same way we have our DIA conventions. We go to these little conventions for MSOs and, and things like that, which is kind of like the managed care end of things. We meet a lot of different MSO organizations. Some organizations are not for profits. So, I mean, but there's a whole world out there of potential. Um, in Las Vegas, it, it's a great operation. It's a not for profit. Uh, they, they basically work in underserved areas. You know, research and that kind of go hand in hand. You know, so, so so we opened up there. We got psychiatry. We got cardiology. We got internal medicine. Like I said, it, it's in the infancy. And it's kind of, I'm actually flying to Vegas next week. Oh, nice. Life is tough, yeah. Daniel. Life is tough. Uh, it, it really is because when everybody's having fun going to Vegas and you're there in the hotel or having a one in the morning when everybody's drunk wearing beer goggles and you're like, I got to be up at 7 a.m. It ain't that fun. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have the diamond hands. Don't fold. Don't fold. Chris, yeah, exactly. Player. Actually, semi-pro, not amateur. That's sorry for the <laughs> semi-pro poker player. Amateur. Now he's amateur, so he can tell us years. he can tell us all about it. So that's, that's we follow him and give him our chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can go with you and uh play play a couple of hands. But so it's there you go. uh how your two businesses I guess coexist, you know, and speaking as someone who owns several also to me i find that uh like challenging but also a lot of opportunity i think that's where all the opportunities are to where okay you have one business you have another business so one plus one is two 
But if you find ways to connect them, if one plus one becomes like three, four, or five, or you know, it could be ever. So have you started thinking about that? Uh, I'm sure you have because you're an entrepreneur, Daniel. I wish, man. I'm I'm out here poor right now. I'm not. <laughs> if I'm entrepreneur, out here poor, maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. We, you were highly recommended by Carla Vera, who we both know and love. She's a Patreon. All hail! All hail! Is gonna do big things, Chris. We met her husband in Santa Monica here in LA. Yeah. That we actually good people. Some, uh, we're doing some business with her a little bit. Like we're trying to do some business with her with the monitoring and our CRO. So, um, so like for you to find, are you looking at any other business opportunities? Like, or, or is the next stage of your career to expand, uh, next phase? To be honest, I kind of, uh, well, I mean, I, I am in another field uh, in another business field, which has nothing to do with medical at all. I, we just bought a, uh, we're into reef tanks. So we're, we're kind of dorks. Uh, I, we bought a fish food company. <laughs> we're into reef tanks, coral reefs and stuff like that. Oh, coral reefs. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So me and my buddy, yeah, my buddy had his own company and his, he made, he got married to a doctor. They've gotten super busy at the practice and he's like, yeah, I'm going to have to stop making it. I'm like, uh, Wait, brother, hold on, man. No, no, don't stop making it out. You know, I want in. I want in. <laughs> these doctors with the disposable income, I wish if on cue, Dr. Al would walk through the door right now, it would be amazing. But I doubt that's happening. Yeah. Uh, There's diamonds in the rough, man. There's diamonds in the rough. They're out there. The good doctors are out there. Interesting. All right. So what kind of, um, I guess, what do you, how do you do biz dev for, for your two companies? And then which one do you focus on more? Right well, now. remember, it's completely different. I mean, each company has its own workers. You know what I mean? Like, like people that make it work. It's, it's not me. I, I, I just got the beautiful smile. Mm. To be honest, is the people that work with me. You know what I mean? Like that, they don't work for me. They work with me. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I'm always like, hey, you know, like, I hope I'm a billionaire. So we could be a Almost exactly on cue. Dr. Al. Hi, doctor. Hi. How are you, doctor? You Good, and Dr. Daniel. This is Daniel. Nice to meet you. Miami. And uh, he runs an SMO. Ask him a quick question, like anything. We're live. We're live. Really? Yeah. You're, I'm a professional hand model. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. I can't complain. Staying healthy. Uh, uh, what's your model for SMO? What's my model? Yeah. What do you do with it? How do you run it? Well, okay. Well, to be honest, we staff our own sites. So that's why we we kind of pick the ones that we know we could go into big giant things so basically we staff it we run it we handle the regulatories little by little we start being able to get into the you know not emrs but we start getting in touch with like i said it's a lot of red tape so we start getting the people in contact who give us the list you know i mean we basically run the entire uh research show we let the doctors see patients and do what they do best are you critiquing the business plan well let's critique that this is good because dr al I mean, he's a business person as well. He's, I was just telling Daniel, Dr. Al. I, I was just like last week or a couple of weeks ago when he was here, I was talking to uh, Dan about me joining much bigger group in oncology, like more, like almost like uh, more than a hundred sites of oncologists. Wow. That's, so I'm trying to create an SMO model for them. So well, that's why I'm it, asking you Daniel's brain. Think this is what yeah, I, I, I mean to be honest what I would start is when you have a hundred doctors 
in, in other words, are they different locations? Because number one, the most important thing is find out who has the most volume because you can have a hundred doctors, but let's say you put that trial in a doctor in Wyoming, you know, I'm just throwing a location and he gets you three patients, but you had a doctor at UCLA that could have gotten you 20 patients. Your rest of most is going to struggle because now you're getting paid whatever it is your fee is with your clients, you know? So, it, it, and I learned this when I was a coordinator, um, the company I worked for, they worked with the pulmonology group. Now, mind you, it was one group, 30 of them together, right? All in South Florida. But then what ended up happening is you had maybe two doctors that were referring and putting their heart into it. And then everybody else was sharing in the, you know, and the, I don't know how they, their model was, was split up, but obviously there was. The population even. Uh, yeah. So yeah. the two doctors lost interest and they ended up with no doctors I wanted to refer. Because imagine you're, you imagine you're putting in 10 patients. And none of the other ones are putting anything in. You're going to get tired of being the only one putting patients in. Because at the end of the day, your hard work, it's your paperwork, it's your monitoring visits, it's your... owner, Daniel, for like 12 years. Really? Yeah, so Dr. Al wants to do exactly this, what you're doing with Next Phase, but for oncology. Because he's an oncologist. I love it. I love it. Oncology is half of all the trials. I need, I need to connect with you, Daniel. I need to get some... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is my number, Doc. I, I'm, I'm all about sharing the wealth of knowledge, man. You know what I mean? When the more if we together we're strong, divided we fall. You know. <laughs> so let's give Dr. Al some business coaching. So you, what are you doing right now with this hundred oncologists group? I, I don't know. I just like I just finished calling them and talking to them. Mm -hmm. They're more than happy to work with me and everything. Should he yeah. be concerned? No, I mean, I mean, look, you're never concerned because the only you're going to show what? everything and then they're going to like figure it out on their own. Right. So like, what's, how would you approach this Daniel? If you were Dr. Al. Hold on. How, how long have you been in research doctor? I'm sorry. How long have you been doing trials? About 15, 20 years. Okay. But so I, you can't I, show them 15, 20 years. On my own. Only for no, my no, no. What I wanted to tell you was there's no way they're going to get 15 to 20 years worth of knowledge from you and go at the end of the day, believe me, I get ripped off annually. You'll meet one client that you think is going to be great. And then, they're not, you know, and it doesn't happen as often anymore. Cause like I said, we, we've become more, we pick and choose more now before I remember we're new, we didn't have, and we thought everybody was going to be like us, you know, and everything was going to be great. Well, you end up losing a lot on the bad ones, you know, cause let's say you got a site in, you're in California. Let's say one of your judges is in New York. Well, what if you got a flight in New York? Every time you fly to them, it's you're investing money, your hotel, you're investing money. It's hard for you to be able to supervise a doctor from over there. If you're all the way in California, all the here in LA area, all the oncologists in the LA area, and actually they have their their uh, they they have they establish some kind of research and they have their PI and everything, but they want to expand doing research because okay they they want to do more stuff in oncology then and that's why yeah I'm joining them as uh, uh, the model they want to implement it is that that. I share their oncology trial, they share my oncology trial. Okay. Got you, got you. And, and that's now I, I would try to find out how many trials they have and how many trials you have, because if you're getting invites left and right from 15 years of experience and they're not, I have, I, you know, if, if, if it's your SMO, you should be selective in who gets which trial. It shouldn't be open lines of communication because they might have less trials than you. So then who's benefiting? Not trial than me. Okay, but yeah. they're willing. They're, they're willing as preliminary thing is like to let me go into their sites 
okay, and put my trials and me managing the trials or they managing the trials. That's, that's good. I, I love the idea. Um, the one thing I would do with them is maybe see if you could get an all compete in place. Number one, you know, no compete 20 miles from my wherever location they let you go into that becomes part of your SMO. Okay, within 20 miles of here, if you guys want to break up on me, that's fine. But hey, for at least for a year, you can do research within 10 miles of here. Something like that will protect you. At the end of the day, if it's your SMO, I mean, the money will come into you. Sure. This is exactly what he needed, Daniel. This is why <laughs> you are. We live in Miami. We swim with sharks all day, and they're always trying to rip us off. So we got to, you know, He's the it's only because I've been ripped off that I think of these things. <laughs> so Dr. Al is actually a Latinos in clinical research co-founder, and look what we got him today. We're going to get officially. Oh, yeah. All right. Guys. One of the co-founders. Oh. Here you go, Dr. Al. He's actually, he treats like mostly what? Like in, in your other office, it's like 99% Spanish. Hispanic. Hispanic. Well, he's in California. <laughs> yeah, we're in, it's in East LA. So it's, um, you know, like 99, literally 99% Hispanic. You've been knighted now. You've been knighted by Latinos. This is the way Latinos knight people. You know, in England, they knight you. <laughs> you, got, you got to wear it for the LICR meetings now. That's beautiful. Look, now nice. we have Dr. Al on the Zoom calls for Latinos. Ah, I need a shirt, too. Good. What is this? Where's my shirt? <laughs> Look at this hey, take a picture. Take a picture. We need it for the Instagram. Oh, take a picture. Here, here. Let's get it for the... So, uh, besides... So, we're actually going to go to Dr. Al's... Uh, uh, when are you gonna go? We're open now. Yeah. So, so Daniel, Doctor Al has um, he's he's doing oncology. He met this group of a hundred oncologists, but he also does general medicine too. So nice. Chris yeah. and I, thank you. Chris and I do uh, some consulting for him, like I explained earlier. But then I also monitor some of his studies, uh, you know, because I'm a contract CRA. So nice. You know, we're trying to get him more and more studies, but I think this SMO thing with the oncologist is like a really good opportunity. It's just, it's a lot of doctors. So I think what Daniel's saying is maybe- I, I don't yeah. think them are involved in it. And it is like different model. When I talk to them now, they, they have only like a couple of studies open, but they refer their patient out to university, okay? Exactly. I'm trying, I'm trying to get these patients that refer to the university and find out what population they are so I can find out a clinical trial for that population. Exactly. About three to five patients a month for the university. And another advantage, um, sorry to interrupt, another advantage you have is, I mean, oncology is basically half of all trials. So diabetes, COVID, this, that, that's half the trials. The other half are all oncology. <laughs> so depending on all the different subspecialties within oncology now what i would recommend is start with one one location because if you start at four remember they're not going to give you the trial at all four locations so now you're paying a coordinator you're paying everything each site's going to be overhead depending on how your model works you know so you're better off focusing on one at a time build it up get four remember at the end of the day once you start building a reputation for your brand because that's what you're creating you know you're SMO's a brand once you create a name well then you know icon I don't know. One thing we're not into is we don't have a lot of we don't have any oncologists on our team, but I wouldn't be able to tell you the biggest companies I do. But once you're a known name, keep in mind doing site selection, you know, except for the sites, they know they're kind of blindfolded based off a questionnaire. You know, now once you create a brand and everybody knows who you are, hey, then it makes it easier for you to open up additional locations. Are you kidding me? This thing is going to start. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> 
it, it's already started, man. That video, I mean, yeah, there's so much going on with Dr. L. But yeah, I think it's very interesting to have, you know how many people, just today, Daniel, I had somebody, if you don't believe me, well, I don't want to give away their, their info, but every day somebody says, I want to start an SMO. I want to start an SMO. I want to start an SMO. I always tell them, start one site first because you don't know what you're exactly. doing. Yeah. Dr. L. One second, guys. That's my son. Give me one second. Thank yeah, you. Dr. L. Took Sorry. Advice. He started a site. Now he's got another. So now, he, you know, he's ready. He's at the stage where he's ready to expand. But when somebody doesn't know what they're doing, you need to start with just one site. Exactly. And not just that, but then the other site could get you, you know, into a bunch of headaches. So you've been doing this for 15 years. It only takes one disaster at your other site to be like, oh, no, look what happened there. That's you know? what I'm trying to avoid. That's what I'm trying yeah. to a good team together. The first thing you need, doctor, is you're going to need a right hand. You know what I mean? Like somebody, you know, I don't know, Dan or whoever, yeah, that could go to the other side and be real with you. Yeah, you yeah. know, because if you got somebody going to the site, it's fine. And we've had this. Everything is great. Everything is great. And then all of a sudden you go and you're like, what is this? This is a mountain of like, you know, trash, let's call it. You don't want that. You know, because like, again, every, every strike you get, you know, how many strikes before a pharmaceutical company blacklists you, you know? Oh, no. So... We don't want this. No, I have a very good right hand that she's very meticulous and she's very up to date in her paperwork and everything. Perfect. Dan yeah. and Chris, they Perfect. can notice that. We'll, we'll know that. But also, she's a CRC Academy graduate. So nice. And that's something that's good to do too. I always tell people look, if you're going to go find a new coordinator, because a lot of times older coordinators, They've been trained the way they've worked X amount of years that way. I'm always like, you go to a medical assistant school, like your academy, go to the medical assistant school. If you go to a medical assistant school, you tell them, hey, I want your, your shining star. You're They're going to be more than happy to get you their best one because now that they get to, you know, they get to market, hey, we got job placement. They don't really, you call them asking for an employee and they got you one. Now, the difference is that you get that medical assistant, somebody who just graduated from your academy, right? You're going to start them off way lower than what a coordinator from the street's going to come in because they're going to be like, yeah, I want a thousand a week. And that's what I made at my last job where you're starting somebody at a medical assistant salary for three months. Hey, this is probationary. Let's see how good you are. Within three months, you're going to know if they got, well, you're Latino. Chipa. Chipa is basically you learn quick and you don't make the same mistake twice. You can make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I make mistakes every day of my life. Now, I won't make the same mistake twice. Except, uh, you know, I got like 20 kids. But that's, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> only four. Only four. Yeah. Um, but, you know, long story short, e eventually you start picking up these diamonds in the rough that you mold to learn your way because your 15 years of working, that's what you're That's what you're trying to spread to every single site within your SMO. You want them to work the way you work because if you work one way and your other site does things their own way, you have an ICF process checklist. The other site doesn't. Your source, you know, documents time sitting. The other one doesn't. You don't have a brand, you have a mess. You know, and then pharmaceutical companies, you know, so 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 it grows organically. Yeah, it grows organically. It's not gonna grow like like it's a great idea, hundred doctors at once, but you can already see the pitfalls that are gonna come. You know, which doctor you're gonna give the trial to. There's so many logistics that you're better off focusing on the one that you know has the volume, you know, the busiest center. Pick that one, the doctor that's gonna give you time, because you might have a super great doctor that by bird. There's, um, there's I've never done one, but you're measuring millimeters and stuff. <laughs> like, you know, it's, no, it's, it's, it's hard work. Yeah. I think we yeah. need to be very nice, uh, just like slow down and stop. Yeah. yeah. Now, having said that, your idea could probably be a lot more profitable than even my idea because 
oncology. I mean, let's face it, we're all in a race against cancer. So one thing we could all agree on, we can't agree on politics, baseball teams, football teams. We could all agree that we want to kick cancer's butt. You know what I mean? So the field you're in, you know, the, 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 that, uh, that niche, let's say, you know, because you also have niches, psychiatry is a niche. Oncology is the niche to be on. If you could build what you want to build, and I don't see why you can't, <laughs> then, you know, just stepping stones. Remember, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It was destroyed in a day. But Dr. L is really building his brand with us as well, because remember the Kintara, when we did the video on Kintara, mm -hmm. their CEO wants to come on our show. Really? Yep. That's Ooh. awesome. Yep. We're, That's we've, awesome. We've become, and this is what they said, Chris can attest to this, they're social investors. That's the word they use, right, Chris? I'm not making this up. They're smart. Book, they're guys. smart. There's a book exactly what you're discussing, all right? It's written yeah. by <laughs> and <laughs> Lamont. It's called Bird by Bird. So basically, nice. it's about writer's block. But it, it can be applied to what you're doing. But it's about writer's block. You're a writer. You have all these ideas. Oh, I need to like write this book, but I have 10 books I want to write. Well, how do you get through with it? Bird by bird. One exactly. Sentence by One. sentence in a day. That's uh, yeah. yeah. That's the magic of Same thing with the 100 oncologists. Bird by bird. P.I. by P.I. You can but, write that book. You yeah, write that book. I know, but, but the, 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 the beautiful thing about it that they have already, they're trying to build up like a niche of a trial. Yeah. But I, I don't think they are into the trial too much because they're too busy in other stuff. Yeah, okay. So maybe I will start with them. Yeah. Okay. They have a P.I. that I talked to today okay. also. Okay. And he's more than happy to you integrate see? with Dr. L is always moving, man. You know, we're that's what it takes. Dr. Al is making business moves. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, if he ain't doing it, somebody else is going to do it. You know what I mean? So uh, either move or you let everybody pass you by and complain. I'm going to do it. Somebody else is going to do it. And exactly. You got to take life by the throat, man. There's no oh, second chance. Mm -hmm. so, he, he writes quotes. Also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have, to. We have marketing people. So that's good, Daniel. I mean, I appreciate you coming on today and kind of giving us all some some uh, advice on SMOs. I think we all agree if you are just starting out as a site owner, just start with one site, bird by bird. All right. Everybody exactly. that book. Um, it's about writers, but it applies to you too. If you have 100 or 50 or five, it doesn't matter. One at a time. Bird exactly. by bird. That's how you count all the birds. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's for everything in life too. It's not just business. I mean, you got a big problem in front of you. Okay. How do, where do you start? You know, the the, the, the first step in in the right direction is 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 the most important one. Yep. Well, Daniel Nadal links his LinkedIn underneath the video, underneath the show note. Go follow him. He has nineteen hundred and ninety nine followers. Wow. So number wow. two thousand. You're gonna get something. Maybe that's a, a, a free balloon and a <laughs> maybe a copy of Bird by Bird. Ship to you. <laughs> there you Chris go. Hopper. Chris will ship it to you to your house. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Chris is here. Is that an Amazon? I'll buy it. Already introduced me a couple times. But bird by bird, you're gonna send the book now to the two thousand okay. followers. I'm Wait, let me check. Nice. Let me check, Daniel. Since we talked, if you still have 1999, because we're not live right now. So let's Daniel. see. If if you already have two thousand, this contest is off. But if you <laughs> ooh, 1999. Nice contest is on, guys. Number two thousand. <laughs> you gotta let us know who it is. They get a copy of Bird by Bird. 
only the paperback guys you know it's only seven dollars i can't afford more than this right now <laughs> so everybody's looking at the, at the linkedin counter <laughs> yeah we're looking like your ticker we're refreshing every five seconds i'm gonna see you, you keep track of who's number 2000 and let me know now my ex-wife sneaks in and gets 2000 do we gotta send her the book can we keep the book yeah, my word by bird <laughs> Uh, but thank you very much, Daniel, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, really. Run, uh, and we got to actually monitor here, but we appreciate your time. And we're going to do part three, part four, because each time you come on, it's like value bombs, inspiration. This time you gave some inspiration to Dr. Al. He's already messaging you on LinkedIn. No, yeah, whatever you guys need, man. Whatever you guys need, yeah. you know, reach out. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. So nice you meeting guys. you, Chris. Take care, Doc. Thank you all. Take care, Dan. Nice meeting you, Dan. Likewise, Doc. Hey, thank you, brother. Take care, man. Thank we'll you. talk soon. I got to do it now. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.